Good evening and welcome to Absolute Bedlam Podcast. I hope everyone's good. Uh, what else do I usually say at the start of these episodes to try and make myself feel less awkward? Um, what else do I say? Luke, how's it going, mate? Good, thank you. You? <laughs> yeah, okay, thanks. Oh, I can't think of anything. I'm not really good at this all small talk rubbish. No, that's all right. I was thinking, actually, um, yeah. earlier today that this is probably going to be the longest conversation I've had in some, with somebody outside of my own family since March yeah. last year. So yeah. don't expect quality conversation from me. <laughs> and do you know what? That's one of the reasons that I started doing this was just like the enabling of someone to have like an actual outside an intervention, as it were. It's like workplace small talk, isn't it? Where you're like, all right, all right, you have a good weekend? Yeah. yeah. You, do anything? No. You? No. That's yeah. like, that's it. All right, let's go, let's go and work. <laughs> I, I see this I see this sometimes as like, you know, when you're in Asda with someone and you bump into someone and you're like, mate, I haven't seen you in years. How's it going? Yeah. We should definitely meet up. And that thing just never, ever happens. That meet up literally never like gets off the ground past leaving that supermarket. Yeah. Yeah, about a, few a lot of people coming out of lockdown and coming out of COVID, I think a lot of people are really genuinely going to try and achieve that now. Yeah, definitely. Um, it used to just be, oh, I'm too busy, I'll deal with that next month, yeah. six months, nine months, a year. And it never really came to anyone's priority list, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's it. That's it. So, speaking of COVID, Luke, how has COVID affected your day-to-day life? I it's been weird really like I changed I changed jobs at the start of Covid so my first week was when the first few cases of Covid started hitting the UK and I thought oh, that's not gonna be not be too bad yeah by the yeah. second week like everything was completely different and it was quite worrying by the third week we're in a national lockdown so and then they announced the furlough scheme, but I didn't qualify for it because I just changed job and I couldn't. Um, so I couldn't claim. So it was, oh, it's like really wor- like you know, madly worrying at first. But um, fortunately, the company I moved to were really good and 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 put me on. But um, yeah, yeah, it, so yeah I, I was working from home, but I was I was quite lucky, I think. Um, and a, a son that born. Um, not long beforehand, so I got to see a lot more of him yeah. like, growing up and developing than I would have if I was at the office um, yeah. five days a week. So, in yeah. many ways, I've actually benefited yeah. from having to be stuck at home so much, which is, and I know not not everyone's had the the same no. experience, but um, yeah. you know, I was I mean quite lucky from that. Yeah. Um, and then work has picked up and, and ticked over and, and, and yeah. been quite busy in the end. So it was, it's, I wouldn't say it's been good because it's, it's not like obviously everyone, it's, it's been horrible and, and a lot of people have sadly yeah. passed away from it. But I, there's been, for me, that there, there's been, there's been some good things about it. It's not just all been, been terrible, but the, the kind of not seeing anyone has been challenging, definitely. Like, yeah so difficult to yeah. like, never see anyone or like be able to go into the house like you would you would normally do yeah, yeah. um but yeah, yeah no i know what you mean how, how do you find it i'm quite an extroverted person i quite like having people around me which now qualifies as a gathering um mm-hmm. so yeah. not really allowed that anymore 
Um, I've always sort of felt like I've done my best work with other people. Mm. Um, so it kind of shut me off. Obviously, my girlfriend's been really supportive and I've still seen my son at the weekends. I've, you know, created like a bubble or whatever it's called. Yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, it has been really difficult. Um, yeah, like, is it really life if you're just going to Asda on Sundays? Mm. Like, yeah is that really yeah. what we were meant to do on this planet we're meant to be traveling around you know making as many memories as possible going to gigs going to music festivals yeah it's all just been portals really but you know i'm all right like what you say you know about trying to make it into a positive i think that's essential i don't think people really function if everything's just like negative and out to get them and everyone's just yeah. like god i can't believe that this has happened to me when in reality it's literally happened to everyone on like a global scale yeah. that's it it's, it's kind of like it, it, it's, you try not to dwell on the things that um yeah you miss out on and all that um my son's missed out on as well like we've not not been able to take him to the swimming pool or or just silly yeah. things like that. Or um, we we went to um, Monkey World, for example, and yeah. um, it was just like you, know, you just kind of that was it was very busy that day. And you're all like, you're then just really kind of nervous because you're surrounded by people where you haven't seen anybody, yeah. and again, yeah. the opposite end of the spectrum where you're then like there's hundreds of people and you're just like, oh, yeah. I don't want to be near anyone. Yeah, yeah, it's it's. Uh, it's it's weird like it is weird and it's 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 weird to try and see an end to it isn't it as well like it, it seems like we're hopefully getting somewhere but it's it's just yeah it's it's, just... it's, it's never enough sort of pace on the situation like mm. we get told by some guy that's in the government that you know everything's great and then we get told that like two months later that everything's gone to hell yeah and yeah yeah just like everything's just happening in real time like there's no sort of preparation and like you know everyone goes back to school and then suddenly schools are closed and mm, yeah it's like, all right well i'll go back to work then like you know it's all just a bit strange um yeah yeah i'm all right though i i think me starting this has really helped so yeah of, it's yeah it's be a good way to like actually just catch up and chat to people because yeah. that's one of the things that i really struggled to do like with, with a lot of friends is is you look WhatsApp every now and again, but it's it's yeah. not the same as it is actually having a moment to sit no. down and chat and yeah. Oh, I, do yeah. Miss it. <laughs> I think like having a full on conversation with someone is something that we kind of overlook and we take for granted. Um, yeah. And we need to sort of remind ourselves how lucky we are really that we get to show all of these experiences and stuff. Um this podcast primarily was started to reconnect with people like yourself luke but i've recently had some pretty big musicians on um really hopefully i've got some more in the pipeline yeah there's a couple of the members of a band called red seas fire that i um used to idolize back in the day um okay bit of an exclusive just off the bat it probably won't lead to anything but that's the pessimist in me talking is i've recently emailed ryan key from yellow card Okay. I asked him if he's up for it. So hopefully he'll get back to me and say sod off. But you know, yeah. that's, that's the best we can hope for at this stage. It doesn't doesn't hurt to try, does it? Yeah. No, if you don't ask, you won't get. Like you miss ninety nine percent of you know, what's the saying? 
you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't make. Exactly. So let's go for it. Let's try and take this to the next level. But yeah, it's been good. Obviously, like I say, I've been using this to reconnect with people. Um, and it just gives me a sort of a, a mini sort of hour long escape. And then I can kind of get ready to go to work in the morning. Yeah. Um, and people can listen to this, you know, on any platform, all that sort of stuff. Um, we've got nearly one and a half thousand listens now, which is mental. It really sort of humbles me and like proves yeah. me that like people actually care. And it's quite like nice to like consider. And I don't really have much of a social media presence other than this. The fact that people want to listen to two people chat is pretty mental. But I hope that it lasts after COVID as well. Because I think yeah, a lot well, of people brilliant. are creating YouTube channels and a lot of people are creating stuff now to occupy their time. Mm. So people are consuming content at a very rapid pace now. Um, so I hope that, you know, people sort of cling on to this and build some sort of community out of it. But we'll see, you know, whatever. It's yeah, all good. Yeah, I'm right, mate, to answer your question. I have a habit of uh, turning these very simple questions that should be a yes or no tick in the box into 20 minute conversations so let's quickly move on so how did we meet so this is a question i don't even know the answer to no no we've known each each other for years so it's definitely school somehow um yeah yeah couldn't even (laughs) it's it's, uh, yeah yeah <laughs> it's, uh... I, think I had gary seal on here a few weeks ago um i think you him and niall are probably the longest standing friends that i still speak to mm. which is mental really um it's like we didn't even sort of meet if that makes sense we kind of just existed no, you well, yeah, well, you, I've known you for as long as I remember, so like, the fact that I can't remember yeah. um, how exactly how we've met is must speak to how long we've known yeah. each other. Oh, think, it, must been, it must be junior yeah. school. It has to go back that far. Yeah, Beechcroft, yeah. 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 I think the one thing that I've always been able to chat to you about, albeit it's quite difficult to chat to you because, A, you're shit at replying, <laughs> and B, you don't really believe in the internet. Um, but we've always been able to talk about music and we've always been able to talk about films and obviously that's kind of what this podcast is really about it's kind of centered around those two things for the most part um so yeah i was kind of looking forward to having you on as i messaged you earlier saying you know i'm really looking forward to having a chat with you um but yeah in terms (laughs) of fuck knows (laughs) yeah i'd (laughs) i really can't remember (laughs) yeah. (laughs) yeah That's cool. That long ago, put it that way. Yeah, that's an answer. We'd have that. Um, (laughs) So let's get into chicken and cheese. So just for context to the people out there, I did just say chicken and cheese. And the reason it was called chicken and cheese is because my friend Luke created a little group of people, um, which involved us going to KFC on a Friday. Is that right? Friday? It, It was indeed. And then we would eat our body weight in chicken, regret it. Um, and this was <laughs> this was the point where I think you could drive, Luke, and I think Dan War could drive. Is that correct? 
Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe Niall had his Shinshento. I think Niall, Niall learned to drive before me, so he whether that was alive at the time or not, I don't know. But yeah, he must have been able to drive at the time. And then for the most part, it involved going back to your house in your spare room. And well, I think to, to give you your complete credit, I think obviously outside of Friday, this um thing happened where you and Niall would go to like cash generator or some sort <laughs> of back alley DVD yeah, place. Blockbuster was um yeah. we yeah. the bargain baskets outside Blockbuster was yeah. where we, we found our uh, Stilton a lot of the yeah. time. Uh, I, I, <laughs> rest remember, in peace, I remember at the end of Chicken and Cheese where it kind of didn't really exist anymore. The amount of DVDs you had was absolutely insane. It was, oh, it was, like it, was like, mm, it was over five hundred. Bloody hell! I I I split the pile for everybody had bought, <laughs> and I still had like three hundred and something, and I ended up. I still got some. I kept the classics, but nice. um, I, yeah. um, I, I I did end up selling a lot of them. So I didn't want to bring yeah. them to my new house when we when we oh, bought it at the time. Like, but oh yeah, chicken cheese. Only, what an institution! Only Luke Roper would try and sell something that is literally worthless. <laughs> <laughs> you you say that, but I sold them all, and I like okay. wow. I, I'm lost of. I must have made more money than I'd actually paid for some of them. There we go. I, I had, a, I, I had um, <laughs> Double Impact, which you probably shouldn't Google, by the way, but it's a, a, a Jean-Claude Van Damme film, yeah. which I bought for like um, two quid. And I, I recently tried to buy it again, and I looked it up, and it was like 14, 15 pounds or 20 pounds for a DVD copy. Ooh. It was that rare, and I was like... <laughs> Ain't paying that much for it, but yeah, right. Gosh, maybe, maybe I should have kept these films. It would have been worth, would have been worth more, maybe. <laughs> so yeah, we, we'd go, we'd go to KFC, we'd go to Luke's house, and we'd watch a film. And do you know what? They were some of the best moments of my sort of teenage years. Was I think, and I'm not saying this like to try and be edgy or anything like that. I think we had accidentally created Gogglebox. I think so. You <laughs> think about it, yeah. Yeah, just... our reactions and our commentating and everything was just like, yeah. mate, that gun was empty four seconds ago and now it's got a full <laughs> clip in it. Like, just <laughs> ripping apart yeah. these god-awful shoestring budget films. We were, Yeah, we were ahead of our time. Yeah. And we do made no money from it. It is a shame. And I remember, <laughs> like, you had a notepad or, or something maybe a notepad on your computer or something like that of all of the films that you wanted to get. And I remember like watching the classics like Under Siege, Hard Target, Belly of the Beast. Uh, yeah. Um, and then it kind time of got cop. Bit... Yeah. Time um, Cop. Cobra. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it got a bit blurry sometimes as to what was chicken and cheese. Like what was a cheesy film. And I remember like <laughs> We had to go through a very strict criteria of like, is there boobs in this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 you're probably better at it than me. You've probably got a bit of um, guns, buns, that. and explosions was the uh, was, was, was the criteria. Yeah, that was it. That's all you need. Yeah, yeah. We would watch it and then we would go on our merry way. 
Um, and something that always came up was the fact that some people wouldn't pay for the snacks. Yeah. Um, you know, we had tubes yeah. of Pringles. What was it? Percy Pigs? Percy, we... Percy Pigs. We weren't that. We, were, we, 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 didn't go, we didn't go to Marks and Spencers. We, we were te- teenage boys. We had, what was, um, yeah. it was Asda, uh, 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 yeah. <laughs> mushrooms, which we called shrooms, um, some monkeys yeah. that we called cheeky oh. fuckers. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and uh, yeah. then it was whatever else you fancy, which is normally like, it might have been like yeah. cola bottles or the milk cola bottles. Cl- Clocky always poured the coke. That was the that was the rule. Like we never oh, poured yeah. our own drinks. You know, always Clocky. <laughs> and then there was barbecue. <laughs> yeah. Second class citizen from Portland. Still is. <laughs> Still is. Shout out, Clocky. <laughs> what a legend. And then we had yeah, it was always coke and um, and Pringles. Yeah. But yeah. that started um, yeah. because. We, me and Niall saw a trailer for a Chuck Norris film called The Cutter, yeah. and it looked awful. So yeah. we, it was on t- advertised on on I don't even remember where it was advertised on that we saw it to be honest. But we we looked yeah. it up and it was held to be the worst film ever made. All so right. naturally we thought we we had to watch that. And um, yeah. Chicken and Cheese was born. We I ordered it on e- on eBay um, yeah. back in the day, and it arrived, and we watched it one Friday. And uh, okay. then the following Friday, we still had nothing to do. So we, we went to KFC, went to Asda to get our random sweets and found a Steven Seagal film there called um, Against the Dark, which was oh, yeah. him, him versus vampires and a, yeah. a, a samurai sword. And uh, yeah, yeah the, 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 the tradition was born. It, it just rolled from there. <laughs> yeah, it just kept going and going and going. And, and, and deeply as well. I think yeah. there was about seven or eight people crammed into my dining room at the end of it. Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was fairly steadfast. I was quite committed to it. I quite liked the um, the camaraderie of it. Yeah. And sometimes I didn't even know what film we were going to watch. And I thought that that was like <laughs> sometimes going in with like no pre preconceived notions. Yeah. Out thinking, wow, I need a shower after that. That was fucking horrendous. <laughs> um, yeah, that was and, the best and- bit. The Xbox 360, which survived everything, including yeah. my mum picking a bottle of Coke into it. <laughs> Shout out. Shout out, Luke's mum. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the horror. Of my, I think it must have been on my face when I saw that Coke go down inside the vents and just thought, yeah. that, was, that was the end. But, but it survived. Still, still, still got it. still works. Oh it's upstairs. It's, it's in the, well, it's in back way in a box in the loft at the moment. But um, yeah, it was yeah. working. <laughs> so. And now it's chocked full of cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Love it. Um, so quickly, we're going to go to a quick break. But just quickly before I get into the break, I just want to quickly mention the fact that DMX has sadly passed away who was a rapper that was quite famous for his song X Gone Give It To You," which was in Deadpool. Um, and he was actually in some cheesy action films. So it's quite odd that he passed away just before we recorded Luke. But he was in Cradle to the Grave. And he was also in a Steven Seagal film called Exit Wounds. So yeah, it I just w- quit- quickly wanted to mention that because obviously it's never a good time. Right. When some- and he was only like 50 years old. Mad, isn't it? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. I can't, you just 
think, I think we're indestructible, and then you hear about these yeah. things, and it's just kind of. But yeah, hug your, hug your family, hug your relatives, yeah. even if they are pissing you off at the moment because you're stuck with them. Because you never know what happens tomorrow. And yeah, just shout out to uh, DMX and don't really know many of his songs, to be fair, but have a listen if you can and uh, just try and remember the good times. So, Luke, I'm going to go to a quick break and then I'm going to discuss with you the worst film you've ever seen and a film that pleasantly surprised you and also the best film you've ever seen. Sure. All, all within the parameters, obviously, of chicken and cheese. We don't want to talk about <laughs> fucking Pulp Fiction and the Shawshank Redemption. We know they're fantastic. <laughs> no. We're talking about... We're all about films. Yeah, yeah. Cheesy one-liners, films that would... A straight to DVD and yeah. are underappreciated. For I've the got a banging one-liner that I can't wait to belt out in a sec. But just for now, we're going to go to a quick break. And Luke, I'm going to send you a link in a sec, okay? Sure. Speak to you in a sec. Just a quick reminder that you're listening to Absolute Bedlam Podcast. So, Grind have a sale on for March in light of Mother's Day, which is a 15% off Mother's Shorts, Women's Shorts. I suppose Mother's are women, aren't they, Ben? Anyway, um... Women's shorts, 15% off, and that's at the Grind website, which is in the description of this episode. Check them out. They've uh, got a lot of really big things coming up. There's lots of cool designs coming up for summer. And, uh, yeah, shout out to Clayton at Grind for the best sportswear equipment you can get in Weymouth. Back to the episode. Hello. Hello. Welcome back to Chicken and Cheese Land. <laughs> Currently population two. So, Luke, I want to know what the worst film you've ever seen is. This is <laughs> Not much to ask. This, this is a tough one. I yeah. think if you, if you, uh, <laughs> if you think about... Uh, there's an obvious one that stands out for Chicken and Cheese, actually, and it's a Dolph Lundgren film called The Last Patrol. Right, with, okay. Um, nothing really happens in it. <laughs> it. I mean, for an action film, it was complete disappointing, and I don't, I can't really remember loads about it. But I remember at the end, we took the disc and we got a knife and we <laughs> all scratched it and destroyed it to make sure that it could never be watched again. So, <laughs> and it's got this weird mutant guy in it as well because it was like. Yeah. Set on a road after an apocalypse, and yeah, it, it was just awful, absolutely awful. So we destroyed the disc, but it remained in the collection, no less, because it had to be there. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, we we absolutely ruined it. I just imagine yeah. you going to the crematorium near our house back in the day, and just yeah. <laughs> being like, "Mate, what the fuck are you doing?" You're just like, "I have to do this." Like yeah. this is my life. Like God sent me to do this. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Love it. Love it. The, the the thing is, is that it has to be bad because these films aren't exactly good to begin no. with. But to, yeah, to um, re- yeah. but more recently, I um, we me and my wife have been uh doing a film marathon because we haven't watched many films really over for yeah. the last few years. So you know, you build up 
these watch yeah. lists with um on on Netflix or whatever. We end up just having yeah. ridiculous long watch lists full of things that we never watch. So we try until we're trying to watch a film a day. Um, okay, cool. And as as much as we can, anyway. And we yeah. watched a film on Netflix called Wild Target, which has Emily Blunt in, who's generally pretty reliable, but it's also got Bill Nye and and, and Rupert Grint. And right. so, you know, it's got a fairly ten- talented cast, and it's supposed to be an action comedy. It right, was okay. terrible. I yeah, just outright terrible. I don't recommend you watch it. We okay. we review them. We scored it two out of ten, and I that was me being kind. Jessica yeah. wanted to score nothing, but I like made yeah. me laugh twice, and therefore I gave it two points. But it is was an hour and a half of my life that I'll never get back. I then tried to um, wipe it from my memory by watching um, Triple Frontier, which was far better on Netflix. But okay, yeah. Triple Frontier. I'll have to yeah, Ben Affleck, Charlie Hunnam, and Oscar Isaac. That's worth watching. Charlie Hunnam. Yeah. Oh, he's amazing. I watched that. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Check that out. Yeah, yeah. Ed- everything he's done has been impressed me. Sons of Anarchy, The Gentleman. Uh, yeah, Os- Oscar Isaac's a really good actor as well. He's one of those people that um, I've only recognised from re- like you see him recently and think he's quite new, but he's been around for years. And and recent, I've been watching fil- older films and seeing him in, him in them quite a lot. And you're like, yeah, I just didn't realise that. They- these new people, they might be, they seem new, but they've actually been yeah. working their way up, haven't they? But they've yeah. been on the block sometimes, just in different roles. And yeah. sometimes they never get a role of their own, like a film that they can sort of commandeer themselves. They're kind of just, you know, minor characters that die off or whatever, and they never really want to go any further, which is fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, what's the worst film? Sorry, just to clarify for the people out there. The worst film yeah we we were talking about the worst film and then we ended up going into best film so did you say against the dark or did you say last what was it the patrol the last patrol was the uh was the, the worst film yeah and then that uh wild wild target was terrible yeah as well. nice, okay. yeah who was in who was in wild target sorry that was um Emily Blunt, Bill Nye, and right. Rupert Grint. Right. Okay. Cool. cool. If you want to waste your life, watch it. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what else is there to do at the moment? So, best film. Um, obviously, this is a, a very, very subjective thing. Um, I'm sure you've probably got a few. Yeah, I mean, Terminator Two is is definitely got to be up there as one of the greatest like action sci-fi films ever. I, I, I put, yeah. I've got it on. Um, Bought again recently when they they remastered it for 4K and and it's right. still a, still a damn good film that like stands the test of time even though it's well as old as I am. Well, yeah, but yeah, no, that's copy up there. I mean, mm. best, best cheesy action films, Dub, double impact with John Claude Van Damme, definitely. I mean, what yeah. I find that the best film is feature him twice, so that's him as two brothers. Um, yeah. There's then there's uh what else he did there was he did the replicant where he played uh a him as a serial killer and um him as the the clone that was trying to catch him that was that was pretty good 
But all right, okay. I think you could just like Steven Seagal's best. It has to be under siege. Like yeah, all that. Yeah, Mark for Death. It was it was a good film as well. With that's the one with it's. I think it's the one. It's either that or Nico had the fuck you, Gino, which kind of is what <laughs> one of the insults that we used to throw each other at each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think nice. Like, what about yeah. you? What are your worst films, actually? Yeah. Worst film. Oh God, um, there's so many. I, I didn't go to every single one of these, um, but it definitely got to a point where we like kind of like milked the fact that this had opportunity and this was going to get better, and it just got shit. Yeah. And it just kept getting shitter and shitter, and we were like really holding out, saying, you know, this is really going to turn <laughs> around, and it just didn't. It just fell off a cliff. Um, the worst film. I can't really think of any that were like next level like i can't watch this because it was funny and the fact yeah, that we're all together yeah. obviously like you say seven eight of us at some point um i can only really remember the the really good ones um but i have to give an answer really don't i um do 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 i i want to say against the dark because that was kind of like a really shit, like Audi version of Blade, wasn't it? It was, and the the, the making of it makes it even better. As Steven Seagal was talking about this scene where he's like, he's got he's with those vampire hunters as well that just don't talk; they're just cannon fodder to get brutally murdered. And yeah. there's this woman that's about I don't know, maybe a fifth of his age that that gets killed, and he's just in the in the making of it, like, this is one of my favourite scenes, as it shows my emotional side as he's holding her dead, and his expression is just blank, avoid of, devoid of all emotion, and you're like, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a real Oscar winner there, mate. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure when I, when I press stop recording on this, I'll think of another one. But, um... Well, the thing is, we've watched so many of them, and there's so many like, different yeah. actors that we, we started churning through, because once we've worked through yeah. Seagal, and and Van Damme and Dolph Lundgren, and yeah. and we then we went went to the classics with Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Once we hit that point, you know you're only about 150 films in then, so yeah. <laughs> like a Chuck Norris and, and all sorts. Yeah. To, 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 uh, there's there were some stinkers, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember very specifically there was one line in a film which I mentioned previous to this a little bit. And I'm trying to think of the exact phrase that he used, but it was something uh, like, you're pouring water on shit and calling it gravy. Yeah, I knew it was going to be that. I was almost, yeah. I, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, that was, um, uh, I can, that, that was, yeah, that was the exact line. Terrible. Yeah. That was, um, I think it was the hard corpse. That was bad. Yeah. yeah. Some of the names of the films as well were just like a blue body. Like, <laughs> Nowhere yeah. to be found by yeah. Steven Seagal. Yeah, that like, is. Yeah. Pretty, it, but he did fire. There's another terrible one. Fire down oh, below. below. Steven yeah, Seagal yeah, yeah. and Michael Caine, where it was about um, oil extortion, and it it was just dull. And then you just yeah, <laughs> he's there chopping wood at his ranch at the end of it, and that's well, yeah. Yeah, some of his films just really didn't have a point. It was like he was making it up as he went, but he had yeah. this huge, like cast behind him and this 
production crew were kind of just like, Steve, mate, what, what's actually going on here? Like, yeah, and he's yeah, like, huge, trust me, I know what I'm doing. Just trust me. And huge it was ego. Like, yeah, that, that's it. That's the whole film. It's like, what? We didn't do anything. <laughs> then we started classifying him as, as yeah. there's Steven Seagal and then there was Fat Seagal for, for later yeah, in his yeah, career. Yeah, and uh, and a good Fat Seagal film was, was a rarity because most of the time, it, it, there was Fats ago, and then this really skinny body double that did all the fighting was wearing a dodgy wig, and it was so obvious that it wasn't even him. It yeah. was it was almost unbearable. Kill Switch right. was was the oh, one yeah. where um he was yeah. he was talking when he was um trying to <laughs> like kind of replicate an African American accent i oh, suppose yeah. would be it was, it was awful like it was it was absolutely terrible yeah. you wouldn't be able to do that nowadays would you no no no, no appropriation. <laughs> jesus see you in court yeah. mate yeah uh, there was yeah. also one which was horrendous for product placement that i watched and coca-cola was everywhere in it and it actually got to the point luke where they used a vending machine to escape a nuclear explosion. Yeah. And I was I... like, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, I'm glad I drink Coke because now I can survive the apocalypse. <laughs> You're so radioactive afterwards yeah. that, yeah, the bombs don't hurt you. <laughs> Fallout nuclear code I got made and Fallout. Yeah. <laughs> you all just look, walk around looking like ghouls. But yeah. <laughs> so just quickly off this. Uh, whole chicken and cheese part of this podcast. What was a film that you thought was going to be absolute tripe that was actually quite good? So what was like a surprise to you? What was that? I I don't know if I think I thought it was going to be absolute tripe, but I, I um, recently watched a film called The Guest which I'd never heard of. It was just on the watch list and it had the Dan Stevens, who I think was from um, Downton Abbey it, um, in it. So I didn't think it was going to be very good at all. However, yeah. as as I picked it from the watch list, we put it on and I mean, it was it was my favourite film that I've watched this year. Like, it, yeah. um, it was just... Really good, right? Really, kind of this, 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 this sinister, slow thriller to this just mad ending of uh, it was. Yeah. That's re- really worth watching, um, and and one of the best films that I've I've seen. I think I really liked it this year. What's that called? The guest. The guest is what kind of genre is it? I would say it's a mixture of like a mystery thriller and horror. Um, yeah, it, it's it is about a guest that visits a home who um, is is a little bit interesting and, and oh, a little okay. bit strange. But it's yeah. that was yeah, that was really good. Um, I mean, pretty much most of the films, well, for chicken and cheese, I often sat there and <laughs> we weren't we didn't know which way it was going to go. Um, yeah, but, oh, there was. What was, what was some good ones that took us by surprise? Um, yeah, there were there was oh, maybe Driven to Kill um, right, by Steven Seagal, where he, I think that's might have been where he puts a pistol through the guy's eye at the end. Oh, that was yeah. 
and yeah, and then oh, then there was then there was command performance when um with with Dolph Lundgren where he played that drummer and he said that line to like when that girl whoever she was that was like again about a tenth of his age was just falling at his feet Brilliant. he was he was like love dying's easy but rock and roll is hard terrible but but that was a, another good one just um quickly on things that surprised me um one film which probably a lot of people would be quite surprised by i thought it was going to be awful but i actually ended up buying it on dvd because of you though was hard target because i really didn't have a clue what to expect for that but i think that was genuinely one of the best john claude van damme films i've seen it's um, it's uh, it's well, it's one of the best action films I think. It's certainly unappreciated. Yeah. Well, I mean, firstly, Jean Claude Van Damme punches a snake and knocks it out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that was that was a point that I was <laughs> like, hmm, I'm not sure if I want to put any more time and energy into this. There's, yeah. there, I mean, there's a mullet blowing in the wind as he stands upon a bike that's like yeah. doing sixty miles an hour down down a bridge, which he launches into a car. I mean, what more yeah. can you ask for that, that mullet, man? Yeah, there was also like an explosive shotgun towards the end where they go into this like abandoned circus. Yeah, which, I mean, yeah. it just seems like it's all just kind of been thrown together, like I say earlier with Steven Seagal. And this guy had this like he kind of looked like um the guy from Crystal Maze. Oh, that's a uh, um, old guy. Yeah, that's the it's the villain from the Mummy films, the first two Mummy yeah, films. Right. They got like they played Im- Imhotep. Imhotep, yeah, yeah, that's it. And he, he would shoot the shotgun and it would explode this massive like clown face. Yeah. And like, John Claude Van Damme would just forward roll out of the way, like just enough. And it was like, mate, you've basically got like a rocket launcher in your gun. Like, but that's what it was all about, wasn't it? It was all about yeah. like, crazy, like color damage. Cheap cheesy action. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. But yeah. That's 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 an absolute classic. The thing is, is Van Damme. It, it was yeah. for me and Niall. It was was our is our is our favourite from from all of them really. Even um, Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger. But he's so underappreciated. See, yeah. he had he's had some absolute classics. And Universal Soldier as well yeah. was uh, was 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 brilliant um, yeah. for for its cheesiness. Although they did some weird ones. I think with, with they did a fourth one um, and maybe even yeah. a fifth one, which we don't like to talk about but one two yeah. three two three excellent yeah i know what you mean yeah sometimes you just need one like i was quite surprised by belly of the beast as well i thought that was really good there's a point where they take on the entire chinese army and i was like that's a bit much <laughs> um but that was quite a good film that had a lot of like fast cars and crazy moments and it yeah. flowed quite nicely for a Steven Seagal film because a lot of it was quite jarring. I felt like a lot of his back catalogue, you felt like you were watching three different films that had all kind of been mushed together. Yeah, he he yeah. um he did a t- his later films. Um, I didn't realize he did a TV show in America, which was never released over here. But every time they did a double episode, they started releasing it on DVD as a film, and that caught that caught me out because they're all terrible. And that but that did explain it as uh. Yeah as it was his tv show but um yeah yeah i yeah. didn't realize at that point that how much like clout and how much say they had in the films um i didn't yeah, realize yeah. that it was like their production that took me a couple of years <laughs> to realize that it was like their show 
they are the yeah. ones saying. Yeah, uh, def- definitely. Yeah. I, sp- I, sp- <laughs> I suppose because they, um, like the studio is just, I think generally when Steven Seagal gets free reign, it isn't a good film when he doesn't no, and he's exactly, yeah. what he's got to do. It's much better, but you know, yeah. it goes with a, with a lot of them. Um, yeah, to be honest, they although they do experiment with directing, don't they? And that's that's mm. a bit hit and miss. But um, we, yeah, watched, uh, we watched we watched a Dolph Lundgren one. Me and Niall met up. Oh, well, it was before COVID, anyway. Um, mm. And it was uh, it was about this body hopping demon, and that All was right. uh, that was that wasn't too bad. Mm. But a bit a bit different, but um, yeah, they, they there was. Like, there was a point where me and Niall lived together for a little bit and we tried to kind of resurge the whole chicken and cheese, but obviously, you know, we're all adults kind of now I'm an adult, like I'm a child trapped in an adult's body. Let's be real. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it just felt like more difficult than usual. Like we weren't all available and we all had to really hey. plan it to the nth degree. And I remember like, this was literally when the sugar tax came in. And we were absolutely <laughs> howling in Sainsbury's. Like, was it Theresa May that did that? Yeah, yeah. Everyone was like, mate, she's fucked us royally on this because we've all got to buy like Pepsi Max <laughs> rather than normal Pepsi because it's like 40p difference. <laughs> it just felt like it was good to sort of bring the band back together, as it were. Yeah, but yeah. It was that uncertainty yeah, just... of like at any moment someone could pull out because their kid's ill or mm. they've got to be up it's... in the board early in the morning, earlier than usual, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, I remember we did that a couple of times, didn't we? Chicken and cheese just happened at the right time. I think we all needed it for, for, for one thing, for I various agree. reasons. But, um, but, it, but it it just became an opportunity for us to yeah. escape with, from whatever troubles that we were having at the time yeah. and just chat crap with friends and watch a watch yeah. a terrible film and 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 it was it's almost a simpler time isn't it where it, it, it didn't oh, yeah. have work like it, it was it yeah. was um it just yeah no it was it was really good but and it got to the point where i feel like you know john claude van damme steven seagal dolph longram were basically just making films for you and niall <laughs> just for you two you know yeah, I mean, it did seem that way. I'll be honest with you. Once, once chicken and cheese, once I went, like, stopped as we all, as you say, got lives, kids went to uni or whatever. Like, they did stop turning them out as um as as much. So you, you very rarely see a film from them now. But so maybe you're right. Maybe we we were literally just uh, fueling their lifestyle for uh, a few years. We had the demand, and they had the supply. <laughs> right so we're going to go to a quick break again if that's all right luke and then i want to ask you what your top three musical albums are and we're going to go from there so yeah if anyone has a notepad or wants to re-listen to some of that then write some of these absolute blinders down and uh let us know how you get on because we're all in this together guys we all watch shit films and we all watch films that are uh pleasantly surprising and we all watch um things like you know rambo and terminator and stuff like that that we know are going to be good but yeah quickly go to a break and we'll be right hey guys just a quick ad read ocean bottle i recently reached out to this company as i thought their mission statement and attitude were absolutely fantastic support livelihoods stop ocean plastic 
These award-winning bottles come in a range of colours, including ocean blue, forest green, obsidian black and sun orange. Each bottle that is bought means the equivalent of 1,000 plastic bottles kept out of the ocean in places where plastic pollution is actually at its worst. These are 100% dishwasher safe and contained double-walled vacuum seals and are made from insulated stainless steel. They keep your cold drinks cold and your hot drinks hot. Join the award-winning team and get your own at www.oceanbottle.co. The current discount code I have access to is on my Instagram page, so please check out the Absolute Bedlam podcast Instagram page on there to see the most recent one. Thanks to Ocean Bottle for allowing me to spread the good word of environmental sustainability. I cannot wait to get my own Ocean Blue one soon with my podcast logo front and centre. Anyway, back to the episode. Hello. Hello. How you doing? Not too bad, you? Yeah, you thinking of starting your own podcast yet? Well, it's actually pretty fun. It is, isn't it? It's good fun. I <laughs> yeah. get genuine, like, I actually, like, start buzzing when it's, like, go time. <laughs> which is nice, considering I've been doing this since October. It hasn't sort of faded, which is quite nice. No, no, it's, yeah, that's to say, this is the longest conversation I've had with anybody that isn't Cheska and, <laughs> and, and like his family and, and ages, so it's nice to catch up with, with, with an old friend. Yeah, nice one. Right, let's keep it going. So, Luke, top three albums. Uh, Appetite for Destruction, obviously. Yeah. Okay. So it hasn't changed. Never listened to it anymore, really, because I just know it in, in and out, but every now and again. Blackbird, Alter Bridge. Yeah. Again, classic. Uh, oh, third one. Bye. I would say. Yeah. Mm, I have to think on this one. Yeah. Not, I'm, um, I'm the same. I can belt out the first two, but the third one. Yeah. Odd card. Could be any. Yeah, I really liked. Uh, uh, what was that? Avenged Sevenfold? Um, okay. This well, that self-titled one, isn't it? I don't think it's got a reason. I can't think of the name. It hasn't got one. It was just called Avenged Sevenfold. The white cover with um, Scream and uh, Afterlife. Oh yeah. On. Uh, yeah, I really like. It was literally just their self-titled. That was weird because that was like their self-titled third album or fourth album. Yeah, I think I think for for me those were the those were the three albums that kind of just I listened to and it really summed up my teens. I would say and they're the ones that I listened to yeah. the most. But then there's loads of like brilliant ones as well that that's so, against them. So it's just but to to think of three that I would say that I. That, that, yeah. that affected me the most it's probably those three no, I think they're three solid choices just to clarify Appetite for Destruction was Guns N' Roses correct? it was indeed if people don't know that then I really don't know why they've listened to like 40 <laughs> minutes of this but just for full clarity Guns N' Roses Appetite for Destruction but yeah um, yeah I, I really struggle with mine because I, I listen to so much music I listen to a lot of like instrumental music metal music, rock music blues music but yeah it's a tricky one but yeah three three solid choices 
So well done. What about, what about yours then? Oh God, I kind of got myself <laughs> into this, didn't I? Yeah. Right. Okay. So first one is Motorhead Inferno. Mm. Second one is By the Way Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, I've just realised that oh. I said the artist and the name of the album the wrong way around. Then. Oh well. Um, and <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to judge you. Well, I wouldn't anyway. They judge me enough as it is. Um, third one's probably is their love in space, Joe Satriani. But I'm also aware that my favourite band ever is In Me. So I've oh, got man, I haven't, I haven't listened to them for years. Like, okay. I, I'm what was that? What was their main main one that came out when we were in school? It's gonna. Yeah, so the one with the apple is Overgrown Eden. Then yeah. they did White Butterfly. I think um, Daydreams Anonymous, Harold Moth, um, The Pride, which has got like a blue lion on the cover. They did a album last year. Oh, they're still going. Still going. I've been um, a bit back and forth with Dave McPherson, who's a singer on coming on here, but he's a bit all over the place. Bless him. His life's a bit mad. Um, yeah. one day I'll get him on and I'll probably just shake for like 40 minutes straight <laughs> just complete silence <laughs> yeah he's one of my idols so to get him on would be like a real milestone I think but yeah shout out to In Me if you haven't listened to them then please give them a chance yeah, um, I love Guns N' Roses though like I, I really don't have any desire to listen to them as much obviously the first band that I was in was very very Guns N' Roses centric but were they were, were they your first band? Come on, I've known you long enough to know that they possibly weren't. <laughs> so it was it was Desert Rose. Um, a lot of people that run the gigs and promoted the gigs and run the venues that known us knew us as Desert Rose, as in <laughs> treat. You see, I I I feel like it's still telling me a porky because I remember a band before that. Called mm. a cause for concern. Yeah, I'm I'm on about the first like proper like <laughs> band that I was playing bass in. Then um, I was there. I was there at your gig. It was real. It was real shit. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Niall absolutely hammered, uh, yeah. running at me. Um, in that what's that bar on the corner opposite the train station? Queens, Queens? is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. and I was. Just, he was so drunk that I was just grabbing him and chucking him and he was just flying across the floor. Oh, <laughs> cause for concern. It was, it's still still one up, up there with one of my top gigs, Ben. <laughs> so if you want some uh, real genuine belly laughs from me, feel free to check out my Gary Seal and Adam Holmes favourite school memories episode. Because obviously, you know, they were the uh, the members of Cause for Concern as, long, as well as me. <laughs> And we briefly exposed ourselves for a couple of minutes at the start of that episode. And then we went into school memories afterwards. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I just wanted to give it a go, really. And that was the only available position was vocalist. And I knew that I wasn't very good, but I still wanted to give it a go because I'm that kind of person, really. I quite like coming out of my comfort zone and being like, right, let's just give it a go and see what comes out of it. Yeah, why, but why yeah, not? It was, Fucking shit. I'm not going to try and justify it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, there we go. Do, do you still have your um, Desert Rose EP? Because I, funnily enough, mm. remember you, it was 
I remember you had it was your songs and stuff were on a MySpace page, and yeah, uh, it's it's weird. I was actually looking Desert Rose up. Uh, must have been oh, about wow. a month or month or month or so ago um, to to see if I could find all of, all of that, and uh, I, I couldn't. But I did find a news article um, yeah. and, a, and a, a review of your EP, but I couldn't find the actual music itself. I was going to so, ask you um, if you still had that. The honest answer is I don't know, but the answer that I'm going to give you for entertainment purposes is what happened to that shit DVD that you wanted to get rid of. I feel that that's the appropriate sort of answer for what happened to Desert Rose's recordings is they got stabbed <laughs> and buried and thrown in a lead container at the bottom of the ocean and no one could ever discover them ever again because they weren't very good and they were reverby as hell. It sounded like everything was recorded in the Euro Tunnel. Well, your yeah. your um your lead singer was was yeah. very very obsessed with with Guns yeah. and Roses, wasn't he? Like, yeah, even to how he moved was uh yeah 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 definitely textbook Axel definitely. So just quickly on that, I've actually got him on here in three weeks, <laughs> <laughs> and he is now, and I'm not joking, he's a published author. And he's written really? a book about like the life and culture of a samurai. Um, <laughs> yeah, which is a bit out there. But, yeah, yeah, I've got the um, I've got the book on my phone. I need to actually properly read it because I've read little bits. But it's actually really good, and I'm really glad that Sam's continued like creating. Yeah, um, so, we probably so took Desert Rose a bit too seriously in hindsight. But yeah, go on. Sorry, you were saying something. Is that so? What is it? Is it fiction or um, non non fiction? It's a fiction. Um, it's about um, I don't want to get the name wrong. I've got some notes here that I'm just quickly going through, but um, I might just quickly remind myself what it's called. I'll be right right back. Two secs. You should still be able to hear me. I feel like you should have hold music or something. <laughs> Please hold caller. <laughs> the call is not important to us. <laughs> Two seconds. Sorry. Sorry, people. I'm trying my best here. So, why again? Just quickly looking at me, Amazon. <laughs> oh, dear. Fresh code basket. No, it's, not that. it's funny, isn't it? How like I never would have imagined that. Mm. Uh, but then yeah, my my last memory of him is him in Desert Rose. So he's probably like it's weird, isn't it? Like you you think that people don't change when you don't see them for years because the last that last picture of them in your mind was when you saw them what ten years ago, whenever yeah. that was. <laughs> so, so it's uh... so it was called the Swords of Satsukawa. And I purchased it on Amazon on the 17th of January. And from what I've actually read, it and it's um, something that I'm going to be speaking to Sam about, like I say. Yeah, we'll probably, that's we'll cool. probably talk about because we've not really spoken since then. Um, Please tell me there was a dramatic rock and roll breakup. No, there really wasn't. It was just complete radio silence. I think Sam just went back to work. I 
carried on doing what I was doing. And then I had a kid and I really didn't have time for anyone. And, uh, you know, I still speak to Jim. I've had him on a few times. Um, really? Yeah. And, and... Yeah. Speak to Ross, the drummer. Spoke to... Um, who else have I spoken to? Uh, briefly had a rebuttal with Hex on Facebook, but we won't go into that because it hurts my brain to imagine what that must be like being him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I digress. But yeah, um, still try and stay in, like, you know, obviously you're an example. I try and try and stay in contact with you as much as I can. But, um, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes life gets in the way and sometimes you uh, seem to throw your phone across the other end of the room and you get back to me in like four or five working days. <laughs> still still a, still a reasonable turnaround time if you think if you contact the local council you might yeah. hear back in three weeks so I, I, I know, know it's not in malice and i know that <laughs> if i need you I'll I, like, I am an absolute terrible person when it comes to responding but i generally do respond yeah, yeah. eventually <laughs> yeah so just quickly on that tangent because we did segue off into the sunset a little bit on that i want to know luke what's your favorite video game I mean, Goldeneye on the N64 Ooh, is, yeah. I went to a pub in London, this is, this is how easily I suppose I digress, but it is somewhat linked, um, so it was, yeah. uh, went, went up there, met some friends for a, from uni for a few drinks, and they wanted to take me to this bar, and it was yeah. um, it was a, a gaming bar, and it was full of, full of retro games, I mean, the price of a pint was extortionate, um, yeah. but however, it had like... Um, booths and in the booth um was goldeneye and i destroyed them this i spent i spent three years getting my ass kicked on call of duty and being absolutely terrible at it to picking up a game that hadn't played in better part 15 years and just wiped the floor with all of them they didn't even kill me once i was i was so proud of myself i finally beat them at anything but muscle memory muscle memory um yeah the goldeneye was a an absolute yeah. classic. I mean, I suppose I went a bit like uh, so Oblivion because I went. Oh, yeah. That was that was around the chicken and cheese time when I my job at the time cut me down to one day a week, and there and yeah. I, I had like have forty pounds left to to live off for like um, three months basically, and I spent twenty pounds of it on on Oblivion. And I also then spent the next like 300 hours of my life also on Oblivion. So that's, that's, yeah. uh, that was, that was a, a safety. But I, I love The Last of Us, the first one. Um, yeah. And I think that's, that's one of my, one of my favorite games. And I got, I got the second one. Um, and I was really excited for that when it came out. And I started playing it and I, and I, I was really enjoying it. And then I just have not gone back to it. And there's no reason for it, but and yeah. I've much like text that I read and I put my phone down, yeah. um, and and think to myself, oh, I'll just respond later. I'm also yeah. now like that with with games that I was looking forward to for the better part of like two, three years. Whenever they announced it, and I've just not played it in about three months. Yeah, but, no, yeah, I get so you. That... I think um, sometimes the more you look forward to something, the more when it arrives, you're like, oh right. Like the, yeah. the deck's actually here, and I'm kind of busy now. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean that's 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 the other thing between work and um, like 
point, but looking out to my son, it's just also the yeah. time, isn't it? Like, he probably used to churn through quite a lot, but I just yeah, very rarely do now. I've got a huge back catalogue though, and then oh, there's Ocarina of Time as well. Yeah, that's, yeah, that was nice. a, the classic. Hell yeah! What about you? That's, that's a time sink. That game. Just um quickly, if anyone is looking to budget, I think Luke's a fairly good person to get in contact with. But the only problem is he doesn't have the internet. So um, <laughs> good luck getting hold of him. Um, but yeah, you obviously survived quite a substantial period of time on one day a week. Yeah, so, they were, they were, <laughs> they were the dark days. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So, um, my favourite... F- Oh god, I've done this so many times that I'm actually scared of like not being consistent and going off on the rails. <laughs> yeah, um, your fans then will know you're a fraud. Ocarina of Time. Diddy Kong Racing. Uh, oh yeah. What a game. What a yeah. game. That kicked Mario Kart's ass, in my opinion. Definitely. Pokemon Snap on the N64 was awesome, and I don't care what anyone says. And apparently there's another one inbound, which is awesome that will come out on the switch uh i don't have a switch but i might have to bribe my girlfriend to let me uh play on it now and then wish me luck um (laughs) what else god uh time splitters 2 that was decent i see i seem to miss like i know they're hailed as some of the best first person shooters but that boat just completely it sailed for me i just missed it completely i don't know i don't know how but Considering like gaming was just my thing for years, um, yeah, never, yeah, never played them. You quite liked um, Devil May Cry and Onimusha, didn't you? I did, yeah, and um, I, I've got Devil May Cry Four, um, oh, which yeah. was because they they rebooted it and then they decided that it wasn't a good idea to reboot it with a, an emo brownhead version of um, yeah. Dante. So they then made Devil May Cry Four with. With the originals back and 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 bizarrely, not, no, not five, isn't it? Actually, sorry, not four. Um, yeah, they they yeah. also added um, Nero, who no one liked from Devil May Cry Four, who was just like a Dante clone, but apparently he's better in this one. But yeah. again, it falls into the category of games that I've been really looking forward to and bought and then never played. Yeah, <laughs> so, I've got the demo for that, but yeah, I'm not really bothered. Yeah, um, might get around to it at some point. One that is definitely on my. Uh, radar big time is um the new resident evil village yeah i've got again i've got resident evil 7 because it, yeah. it was supposed it's supposed to be really good not played it <laughs> yeah just i've played the um the re2 remake though that was brilliant um All right. that that's that's definitely worth worth yeah. worth um getting and checking out if you yeah. ever find the time um honorable mention from super mario 64 Yes. Um, one thing I really liked the N sixty four for was the, just the reliability of it, and the fact that like even if your game didn't play, you could just get the cartridge, blow it, and it would work. And the loading <laughs> times were ridiculously fast. Yeah, um, but, but also when you yeah. think when you look back and think about it, probably one of the most impractical gaming controllers that was ever made. No, like, you're wrong. No, it was an awesome controller. I won't one, have you say that. One thumbstick. No. Yeah. <laughs> in the middle, the trigger on the back, the on Look, the back was awesome. Yeah, in the middle, that that was yeah. I'll give you that. It was it was ahead of its time, but it felt like you were actually playing in like an arcade or like Time Crisis sort of thing. 
it was massive yeah. as well as the other thing. The controller, you could knock someone out with that controller. It was quite big. Yeah, it was a pretty chunky boy, yeah. And you had to buy like a rumble pack if you wanted to play a game yeah. with feel like haptic feedback. You'd have to buy that separately, which was always quite funny, I felt. Yeah. Um, the N64 yeah. had some great games. Rose Squadron. Oh, um, and, uh, sorry? Lilac Wars. Do you yeah, that? that's what I was, what I was, saying. I was about to call it Star Fox, but no, that was it. It was, it was Lilac Wars. Yeah. And um, what else did it? Banjo Kazooie. Yes. Hell yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and WWE No Mercy as well. Or WWF yeah. as it would have been known back then. Was that, was that GameCube or was that N64? That was that was N64. Okay, yeah. Cool. yeah. I remember playing one of those games on the GameCube at your house, I think I stayed the night and I literally knew how to power bomb people. And I was just <laughs> like, yeah, I'll just stick to this. This, this seems to work for me. And you're doing like double red cross, like uh walls of Jericho sort of flying headbutts off the turnbuckle and that sort of thing. And I'm just there just power bombing people. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, we're a really good team. And I'm like, I'm not doing anything. Mate. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, I'm involved. I love being involved. But yeah, one thing I yes. will mention, which is probably my 32, I'm ne- nearly 32, I'm getting a bit old and you know, a bit wrinkly and all that sort of stuff. My PS4 literally sounds like it's about to fucking explode when I play a game on it now. It really like sounds like my house has turned into a runway, like, uh, like uh, my chair's gonna like deploy a seatbelt. <laughs> and you know, I think I genuinely bought this ps4 though off nile when he moved out of his house for 40 quid so i can't moan too much because that was like four or five years ago i probably yeah, I just clean it i think you got your money's worth <laughs> I'll probably just hey, clean. yeah yeah just give it a blow it'll be fine yeah that's it <laughs> that's what she said oh very good um so yeah they're, they're my favorite video games and they're your favorite video games uh, one that I've just remembered as well on the PS2 was Metal Gear Solid Free Sneak Eater. Oh, uh, yes. That really like and, changed the game for me because that wasn't just and, a stealth game. No, and the song as, it, as you're climbing up that ridiculously long mine shaft or whatever it was towards the end it had his own like Bond-style theme song, didn't it? I think I've got yeah, that. Like, a... Yeah, there was like venomous creatures that would stab you and like... In... You know, and, and the boss battles with the um, like with the end that sniper fight, and then there was yeah. the guy with the bees and the, oh, whatever yeah. his name. Um, the pain, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you had the sorrow, yeah, where well, you're just walking down a river, and it yeah. was like if and if you'd spent the game not killing anybody, it was really yeah. short. Where if it was like me, you'd be there for about 20 minutes, it's like you yeah, just yeah, walk- yeah. <laughs> jump on a minigun and just start mowing people down and realising yeah. that this is a five hour boss fight slash walk down a river oh, yeah, yeah. Man, uh, I remember but, when but you did also, like, go on sorry yeah but the end where there's a cutscene towards the start of the game where he's outside um, yeah. but, but, and he's, yeah. he's on like a dog if you can, you can uh-huh. cut, come out of that cutscene and, and shoot yeah. him in the head and kill him yeah. right at the start of the game then you've yeah, and then you've got this. You've got to fight Ocelot's goons. There's like thirty of yeah. them, but that was even harder than fight in the end. I think. Yeah. <laughs> ended up starting the game again because so could beat them. Yeah, you could um, do something as well, like CQC, which is close quarters combat at the start. Mm. Um, 
and you kind of learned how to do it straight away but no one really did and you could like break people's necks and i remember like going down the lake in the sorrow and a lot of people that you'd killed were like walking like zombies with their like mm. neck crook and i thought like wow this is like a really good like attention to detail that they had yeah but that's just um hideo yeah no, that's 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 probably one of the one of the greatest games ever made to be fair um yeah, yeah but yeah i digress so what's the next question that i've got to ask you that was it what's your favorite school memory luke I, yeah, I've been thinking about this one, and there's mm. one that I actually tell, I go back to quite a lot, and and mm. it's because of pure stupidity, and it's not actually um, one of our like core friend, friend group from back in the day, but I yeah. remember um, it was in the first, must have been the first couple of years, because it was after dance, which they forced us to do, didn't they, for a couple oh, of yeah. years, uh, yeah. up until year nine, and uh, yeah. there was a, a guy called Bernie, um, <laughs> In, in, yeah. in my yeah. class, and we're yeah. in the changing rooms, and everyone had cleared out. And he was just like, Luke, watch this. And he sprayed his deodorant on the wall and lit it. And, um, <laughs> like, it's just still like whole burning. And, uh, and obviously, it's like being schoolboys, school we thought it was hilarious. He then yeah. started spraying like continuously uh, for ages. And I wondered what he did. And then he stopped and he lit it again. And I just watched his name burn into the wall. As um, <laughs> yeah. slowly as the fire spread round, and he was laughing, and I was looking at it, and I said to him, "I was like, Bernie, you've got to be the only person in this school with that name." And he just looked horrified. <laughs> and he then frantically sprayed hmm. yeah. over his name to form a big black square, and then the, the smoke alarm went off, and then we, um, I think he, managed, he did enough to hide his, the fact that he just tried to burn his name into the wall, and then he ran out, and we both <laughs> disappeared Love as it. quickly as possible. But, Very good. Very good. What a moron. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Bernie, wherever you are. <laughs> yeah. If you somehow managed to listen to this, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, police are going his way nice. now. Yeah, I can hear him. <laughs> driving past now um so we always like to end on the same question luke so thank you for your time i appreciate you uh coming on and having a chat what's your go-to meal deal oh i think as the one i had the most uh and recently i suppose um was tesco's i yep. get the is it the, the duck wrap oh, um and yeah. um, okay. then a packet of uh, plain grilled steak, McCoy's, okay. and a and a um not, well because because I'm all about getting back as much money as possible. I get a smoothie because it's like two pound fifty for just for a smoothie by itself. So I was always milking that deal. Oh hell yeah! And, let's, um, let's bankrupt Tesco's together, mate. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, we love it here at Absolute Bedlam Podcast. We love a value. <laughs> It's all about the uh, tipping the scales in our favour and uh, sticking up for the little guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what, yeah. What do you go for? Solid meal deal choice, by the way. I'm not a huge fan of steak crisps, but um, I know obviously from this conversation how much of a sort of manly man you are and how <laughs> masculine and testosterone fueled you are to watch the best action films ever. It makes sense. <laughs> 
So mine is chicken bacon lettuce sandwich. Um, either I've changed it a little bit lately. I quite like nice and spicy knickknacks, the orange ones. Oh yeah. Because I, I don't know who does quality control for knickknacks, but they're all over the shop. Every yeah. every every nick's different to the neck, and I love it because <laughs> it's unpredictable. Um, I usually go for blue Doritos or Thai sweet no, sensations. No, no, no. Okay, sorry. Oh dear, I'm doing a public apology after. <laughs> don't end this podcast on a disappointing yeah. note, man. <laughs> so my my drink is either a white can of Monster, which I seriously need to restrict myself on because I've realised over this weekend I've drunk three cans, which is not good. Um, cherry Pepsi Max. Or orange Lucasade is usually in the uh, vicinity. Then I'll have that. But yeah, that's my meal deal. Uh, see, speaking of monster, why? When I used to visit my wife when she was at uni, and I used to then I used to drive up there at the weekends, and then drive back to get back to work um, yeah. on a Sunday morning. I downed two like tins of monster <laughs> cans of monster because um, I was leaving it like I don't know two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and. I had to pull, I pulled over on the motorway and I was just letting these lorries like drive out and the, the air hit me because I was absolutely buzzing. I think I was, couldn't, yeah. I drank too much and I couldn't focus. So I was like then like hyperactive and like unable yeah. to focus on the road. And I was like, well, this is dangerous. Yeah, to the moon. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of that's due to the amount of time you consume it. I think if you're just sipping it, then you don't really feel the effects like that. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're downing yeah, them was a bad idea. One. I then, I then, I then yeah. stuck to one after that because, yeah. yeah, not a wise idea. I like that you, uh, you didn't stop. You just sort of moderated <laughs> it slightly and halved the intake. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, it was a long drive. Yeah, nice one. Well, once again, Luke, I appreciate having you on. Yeah, and, it's been um, good fun. Yeah, it's been good to reconnect. And once all this is over, we'll have to go for a beer. Definitely. And, uh, definitely. If we're allowed in each other's houses ever again, we'll have to watch a film. <laughs> yes, as cheesy as possible. Yeah. If I, I've um... actually, I mean, I'm saying that I've actually got a Van Damme film which I've bought but never watched because I've been saving it for a, a, a chicken and cheese, which is called The Bouncer. So we'll see if oh, that's right. any good, maybe. I just imagine that being in like a treasure chest, like in case of <laughs> COVID, like in case of. Uh, a roadmap. It's actually in my, my nuclear fallout shelter just to make sure it survives yeah. when the rest of us die. Like the bounces will, will remain. Yeah. <laughs> You're one of those doomsday preppers, aren't you? <laughs> Won't put my family in there, but my chicken and cheese yeah. collection. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. Well, thank you very much, Luke. And um I know you don't really do social media, so I'll let you off sharing this and uh reposting it. But obviously if you fancy telling your mates about it and all that sort of stuff get some sort of carrier pigeon or something like that <laughs> that would be yeah. appreciated will but do for now that's me and i will speak to you all very soon so cheers for listening and take care goodbye hope you enjoyed that episode guys um i'm just doing this as a pre-recorded segment because i always forget Please consider subscribing for weekly uploads. Um, Sometimes I do two in one week. So yeah, please do uh, 
consider sharing this with your friends and telling everyone that you know and yeah i'll see you in the next one cheers